0: Hello and welcome to episode three of 365 Talks Social Media. In this week's episode, we're going to be discussing what lockdown has taught us about social media communities. If this is the first of our podcasts you're listening to, we also have two others available which cover community and review management and how important they are to businesses, which you can listen to after this one if you like. So let's talk about social media communities and how lockdown has affected them. Um, I think I'm going to just start with how sympathetic and understanding communities have been to businesses, both small and large, because everyone has gone through lockdown together, whether you are a business trying to survive or whether you are someone that has been made redundant or worrying about your job. Everyone has been in this coronavirus lockdown bubble that causes a bit of worry, I suppose. And so everyone has that degree of sympathy towards people on Facebook and also businesses on Facebook trying to navigate their way through it.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I know I've seen a number of businesses throughout the lockdown being quite honest about the struggles that they've been through, which has definitely driven the community to really come together. So I was just telling you earlier about an example of a business that kind of in, in March had had a massive outlay in january and february on marketing and you know they were really struggling when lockdown was announced because obviously they didn't expect to have you know lose revenue for the next few months and this business they posted and they were honest on facebook about their issue and you know the support that they needed and their community really came together and supported them and actually got them through the lockdown which i think is a real testament to how building up a community can really help your business but also it is that other side of of your customers needing that community space to you know that virtual community that was literally all we had and kind of, to be honest kind of all we have now as well now we're in lockdown number two So I think that the community side of things in lockdown benefit has benefited both businesses and consumers at the same time. Yeah definitely
0: and I think that this again goes to a nationwide scale as well as a local scale so I've seen businesses close to me that have said you know we're going to start doing food deliveries because we've lost revenue and we want to be able to pay our staff we don't want to you know, make anyone redundant or lose their jobs because of it. And within the community in real life, they've then rallied together to make sure that that businesses does survive. So whether that's ordering takeaway food or if they start new little ventures just to get them through it, people feel like they make a difference to that business and to those members of staff. Whether or not you have those personal connections, and so I think that from a business perspective it's really this is where the transparency of community management matters so much is because if you're going back to people making sure that they're thanked for supporting you or for helping to navigate through this really weird time then it feels like they've made a difference and I feel like at a time where we're trying to just basically sit back and ride it through whether Mm -hmm. that's staying home or you know we're not going out we can't physically support Businesses in the same way we used to, social media is such a great way to do that. So you can, even by not buying something or ordering from them or whatever the business might be, making sure that their page is liked and you're liking their posts or sharing them if you see that someone locally to you is doing something that offers something good or is just generally a new venture that they're just trying to do. By sharing that, they feel like they make that difference that they can't do in real life.
1: Yeah. Um... When you were saying that, it actually reminded me of the post that Burger King did a couple of weeks ago. Do you know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, the
0: Buy From McDonald's one.
1: Yeah. What were your thoughts on that? I think it was a huge marketing thing. Yeah.
0: You know, they have a really smart social media team. I actually um, connected with them on LinkedIn not that long ago, so I kind of saw their side of it as well, which was really interesting. Um, What did they
1: say was their side?
0: Well, they they basically, they went down the whole, like, we're all in this together, which I think supports the message of the post, Mm. which I think actually from a business perspective, if you're going to be transparent with the LinkedIn community, it should be, I don't know, like, this is why we've actually done it. But, you know, I understand what they're trying to say. And I think actually, generally, even though Burger King, it was probably to a degree genuine, but I don't, I don't feel like it is like a completely genuine...
1: Yeah, I mean, cause I, I actually, I first originally saw the post on Facebook okay. and I kind of thought, oh, this is quite nice. Mm. But then I went on LinkedIn yeah. and every marketer ever was really offended by it mm. um, and just thought it was really insensitive to kind of supporting local, which I completely agree with. But also I'm in the position where I'm, you know, I'm, I manage large hospitality brands, um, some of the largest in the UK. And they are really struggling
0: yeah exactly um, so many businesses are struggling and i think as well i know from a mcdonald's perspective there are a lot that's franchised as yeah. well so that is actually technically a small business because yeah someone has bought that franchise opportunity from a big brand and quite a lot of brands have those franchise um models models yeah so You know, even though they have the brand name, the reason they buy the franchise is because you're buying the brand and the community love already. But there is still a manager behind that business. Mm. You know, we've seen it with the brands that we manage, especially the nationwide ones. All of them have... They were probably the first to struggle because the small businesses almost know where they sit and they don't overspend because every year is a bit of a worry or they're not sure what the year is going to look like anyway. There's no... Key to success with a small business necessarily. Mm. But with the national ones, they're going to have more understanding of how, what their year will look like. I know that we've had a conversation off the podcast where, if we were to, the conversations we have with clients at the beginning of the year, which we do every single year, they'll tell you what their projected year looks like. And obviously, no one projected this year. No. And so, those national big brands, they're still going to have had to have made business changes, potential staff changes. Yeah closure of restaurants for good because some areas won't survive after and they've had to make that decision really really early on and so that's still members of staff behind those businesses and so going back to the Burger King thing even though it is brand to brand and people were saying about the shop local and stay local it's still people affected and I think that most people understand that
1: yeah i mean i can't sit here and and give an opinion on who's been affected worse uh you know kind of local style restaurants yeah. or big chains because i don't have the information um but i do know that everyone everyone's needed support this year no yeah. matter if you're a really huge business except from probably amazon obviously oh, yeah. <laughs> i
0: think he's the only one that's rubbing his hands like thank god for
1: the pandemic but no jokes aside everyone's needed help this year and everyone will have seen the support from their communities on social media. And I think one of the things we probably didn't mention at the start of this is that communities can mean different things to different size businesses. So if you're a national huge brand, you could have thousands of people, even millions in your community. Mm. But even if you're a smaller business, you could have hundreds or, you know, 50. And no matter the size of your community, I've certainly seen support from the 50 people and the like 500,000 people. It's equally great. Yeah, definitely. And I
0: have a client myself that is more on a smaller scale, but they had a period where because they closed after lockdown, they opened seasonally. So they had to close very quickly after the lockdown was announced or just before, there was a bit of confusion obviously with their customers. And so they kind of came to me and said, you know, the phone lines are going crazy. We can't keep up with emails. And as much as what we could do to help, they did kind of say to us, what do we do to manage this? Well, how do we manage the customer expectations or let them know? And I said, the first thing to do is to put a post on Facebook and whether that came from them, whether it came from us, but made sure it sounded like it was a personal post to say, guys, this is the situation. We're gonna get back to everyone. And it's setting those expectations that they couldn't do in any other way because their phone lines were completely blocked up with Mm. incoming calls. In an ideal world, they would have just opened up the diary, rang every single person, let them know the situation, let them know about their booking and then talk about the plan going forward. And obviously we didn't know what that looked like right at the beginning. But the first thing we did was we put a post out on Facebook to say, hey guys, thank you so much for the support. We completely understand our phone lines are off the wall. This is what we're doing and we would really appreciate it if you have a booking over the next couple of weeks. Don't worry, we're going to be in touch with you. And the phone lines completely almost stopped, to be honest, because most of the bookings they get is from social. They have a huge community and they also have that local community too. So by actually just putting out that post, being completely honest to say, you know, we're doing our best give us just a little bit of time people were okay to kind of step back and think okay at least i know it's being handled and then could wait for their phone call instead
1: yeah i think that example is really key and the biggest learning point from that is to be honest yeah i think you know, from my experience during the lockdown where I've seen issues is where a brand hasn't been very forthcoming with information. And that could be, and I completely understand that from a brand point of view, you've got to be, you have a level of responsibility to not promise things to your customers that you can't deliver on. But I think no matter how big you are as a brand, even if you are the Amazons or McDonald's, if you are honest with your customers, to the best of your ability about, you know, if you're struggling, what people can do to help, where you're at, you earn so much more respect. Yeah. And, I've, and, and that is the only area I've seen issues with in communities during lockdown is where people not necessarily haven't been honest, but they just haven't been very forthcoming with information about kind of COVID safety or staff. You know, our staff going to be keeping their jobs? You know, what's... Yeah. And obviously a business can't go, yes, this person, this person's leaving. You know, they're going to have to go. But just having some sort of talk line to actually be honest with, con- with consumers, saying something like, you know, we'll have to wait and see. I know that sounds awful, but I can't think of something better off the top of my head. But
0: every single business is currently adapting. We don't know what this looks like yeah. in six months' time, but we're doing our best. And this is what people can do to help, yeah. to help support that. And it might be that their families of the staff suddenly get involved and then their friends and they see it on Facebook and then that's how it grows. And I think the biggest thing that really lockdown has taught us about social media communities is A, people appreciate the honesty, but also just the transparency is so important. And I think this is something we need to take away from what we've learned in lockdown kind of going forward because people are now gonna get used to seeing that honesty and transparency with brands that as soon as you stop doing that, people are going to think, oh, hang on, are they going to be disingenuous with what yeah. they're saying? So I think that this is a really great opportunity to kind of look over what you're posting as a business. If you're a business listening to this or if you are a social media manager that helps to direct and create strategies, how can we implement a degree of honesty and transparency that perhaps we haven't done before? But when we come out of this lockdown and whatever it does, it like even saying this, we obviously have no idea what the next six months are going to have entail, but how can we make sure we've learned from what we've done over lockdown and how can we use this to strengthen our strategy going forward? And I think starting with what is honest, so that might be communication, it might be brand values, it might be anything to do with that that encompasses what you stand for and what is the most important thing for your business. And I think that that's a really great place to start in terms of looking forward.
1: Do you know what's going to be really interesting is what social media strategies and plans are going to be after this is over Mm. and that could be I'm not I have no idea obviously but it could be next year this is over or whenever but what that strategy is going to look like you know if this vaccine comes out and you know things kind of go back to normal where are social media managers starting like I'm sat here going I don't even know where we're going to start are we going to go reflect back all the time on what COVID's been, or are we gonna look forward? And I think it's gonna be a very interesting couple of years it's going
0: to be interesting to see if in three years time burgers king is saying buy from mcdonald's and i don't think that's going to happen <laughs> but yeah i mean it is really interesting and i think really when you look forward and that's kind of what you do as social media managers or if you work in social media or in an agency it's always looking forward yeah. for me personally i never know what date it is because we're always a week a month whatever mm. ahead of ourselves but I think that you always have to look forward. I think reflecting too much on the past is not going to be the best thing for your business, but taking what you do within social media, you're constantly learning. So Mm. this whole period of lockdown is going to be so much learning in terms of how communities have approached certain posts, you put out certain adverts. If you have put adverts out, certain messages, how you've spoken to your communities, if After the first episode, you thought, right, I'm going to get involved with community management and actually start speaking to our customers. What have you learned from those conversations and how best have you found to get results from that? And I think that taking everything that we've learned over these past few months is going to be so important.
1: Yeah. And I think one area that I just want to talk about quickly, because it's something I'm quite passionate about because I've seen the results, are Facebook groups. So Facebook groups, I mean... They are the next step for me. And the next step for me, that sounds so broad. I mean, they are an area that businesses are discovering as a great tool, but it's something that's not currently like rolled out in every business at the moment. So it's a fantastic place to look at if you're looking to kind of improve your social media over the next few years. So I've seen some fantastic success with Facebook groups and specifically where you've got a larger audience on your like main Facebook page and you decide to create a Facebook group which is kind of more for your top customers, your top fans or your most dedicated consumers and I've just seen some fantastic results over lockdown and in the past really as well before that of using these groups for feedback about your business or testing out new products, new menu items, whatever. And I and I've seen some fantastic results during lockdown of how these these groups and communities really have connected. You know, there's one group specifically I manage for a recipe box company and, you know, they've seen membership of the group and conversations in the group increase massively during lockdown and that's linked to people you know having social media as their only form of contact as well but i think it's just a massive area of, of social media that's growing and improving and it's definitely one to keep an eye on
0: with facebook as well the way their algorithm works and i'm no expert but they predominantly focus on groups in terms of if you have a business page which you should have if you then create a subgroup facebook is more likely to recommend your group to more people because it's seen as that community aspect it's not seen as a selling page it's not something you can kind of put adverts on it is a place for the community to come together have those conversations together and then develop from there and so having that group is a really great way to get your product seen in front of more people mm. even if it's a Even if it's a private group, they can apply to be in it. And it feels more exclusive joining it. But because of the way Facebook works, if people are posting in there, I know I'm part of some Facebook groups. And over the past six months, I'm seeing posts from that group more than the pages that I follow. Oh, 100%. Because they think it's more relevant to you because you're only going to join a group now because you are interested in what they have to talk about or the product that they're discussing. And because it is not that brand-led forum... It's really interesting to see how Facebook have gone in that direction and because of that the groups that you
1: specifically manage
0: have done so
1: well. Yeah, I mean to give an ex- you know to give kind of figures behind the group that I'm talking about. Their brand Facebook page I think has about it has definitely has over 100,000 likes. So it is a considerable size page. Their Facebook group community has 13,000 members. So we've got very different numbers there. But in terms of community management, how many posts we're responding to every day, on their normal Facebook page, it could be 10 to 20 mm. messages. In the group, it's hundreds yeah. every day. And uh, it's that you know. quality audience that
0: every social media manager or brand manager, whatever it might be, is looking to get. It's that high engagement rate with a smaller audience. Yeah. And then as your group develops that engagement rate is likely to just continue to increase and it's so different to a Facebook page because you would almost expect a Facebook page to have the more likes the lower the engagement rate because Mm. that's typically how it works especially when you look at the hundreds of thousands and then the millions you know we have brands that have over uh, millions of likes that their engagement is a lot smaller than some brands that are Mm -hmm. smaller in scale more localized but their quality of audience is higher Um, and I think that With groups, as we look into the future, the more audiences you have as part of that, the higher the engagement rate is going to be just because of the nature of how, A, they're advertised in front of your feed on Facebook, but also the conversations going on, because it's more consumer-led, people are more likely to get involved first of all. And then you start developing kind of friendships within that group and then similarities. And then it becomes more than just talking about the product. It talks about familiarity with all different things. And that's what we like to see is that, for example, the recipe box you're talking about, it might have started of a, you know, really enjoying a specific recipe that came in a box. But then it will probably lead to how good cooking has become for their mental health yeah and
1: then it's that development of conversation that you're not going to get on a brand page yeah no i mean in that group specifically we see all sorts we see people you know they might post about um they might post asking for cooking tips yeah of you know i'm cooking this tonight has anybody got any tips on how to Cook this specific type of meat, or they say I've got this uh, ingredient left over. What what have other people made? Which include which then encourages people to post pictures of their dishes, and it just really explodes. And you know these people are having conversations, not really not about the brand, but they're doing it. In the brand community, yeah. which means under that, it's huge
0: under their post that you're seeing on your feed as more of an organic type of post, it's the brand name at the top yeah. because they are part of the business name group. Yeah, and I think that that is just such a good trick in terms of it's seeing it's another form of advertisement in terms of the more you see that name, the more you're going to think, wow, you know, I'm seeing all of these posts about people that love X, Y, and Z that falls under this community value. I'm going to give it a go because I want to participate in these conversations. And so it's not even necessarily an advert that you've seen that you think, oh, I need that because that product looks great. Yeah. It's because, hang on, they've talked about having this box I didn't get and now I really want to try that. And then it's keeping up with the appearances of the community.
1: Yeah. And I know that Amy and I actually had a call last week with our um, social media software provider and they kind of said to us that the facebook group compatibility with softwares is actually going to be opened up a little bit next year which if anyone has experience with facebook groups at the moment they'll know that they have to use them natively on facebook you can't connect them to a software but the fact that facebook are kind of opening that up is going to make it so much easier for everyone Definitely. which is, it definitely links with the trend that this thing is becoming more popular. People are thinking about
0: it now. And because if you know this integration is gonna come into software you're using in terms of an agency or a business point of view, start having a conversation with your clients now, because then by the time it's built, it started, it's gonna be manageable to start because it's not gonna be a high volume, but hopefully by the time you've then built that group up, there's gonna be things to assist that workflow. You're gonna be able to respond to things within the software that you use as opposed to natively which i think has put a lot of businesses or agencies off because in terms of a resource that's quite a lot and it requires a lot of manpower and time and at the end of the day so much comes down to time and that so much of what we talk about whether it's on the podcast or just to clients in real life it's because of time restraints means that they can't do what they perhaps want to do. But this is gonna really simplify that and it's gonna help you make the most of the strategy that you've got because everything complements each other. So having a group means that whatever you're talking about on the brand page, you can reflect in a very different light but encourage those really pleasant conversations from it.
1: Yeah, I think to summarize on the group front, if you're looking to do something in the next 12 months to kind of elevate your social media and you want to get ahead of the game ahead of the next trend start a facebook group yeah I think we've gone a bit off piste in this podcast. We've been talking about Burger King. We've been talking about Facebook groups when we were supposed to be talking just about social media communities, but I think they all link in together. Yeah,
0: and I think this is just what this podcast is. I think you're not listening to this to necessarily stay on um, one specific topic, but we really hope that you do learn something new from what we talk about. And obviously if you do, we would absolutely love it if you did leave us a review. It really helps us decide what topics to talk about and as always we also have an email address which is podcast at 365 number three and then 65 spelled um, out.co.uk and then you can let us know specific topics that you want us to discuss because we love hearing recommendations we've received a few already and so don't be shy do send them in and it's something that we can definitely talk about in the future so with that all said we will speak to you guys next week thank you so much for listening thanks bye